My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. I am Iron Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Post Credit Podcast. I am your host, Vacation Eric Italiano, senior writer at ProBible.com. And today, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Kate Onder, who you could find writing about video games over at comicbook.com. And as I said last week, as I said at the top, I am on vacation. I did not plan on recording an episode this week in my heart of hearts. However, then Ryan Coogler happened and (laughs) I had to simply somewhere, some way express my thoughts on what I saw. And since we are going to be talking a little Black Panther, we'll be talking about some of the bigger Marvel updates from San Diego Comic-Con on this show. But because I am not technically working this week, this week's show is going to be a bit different. We aren't going to really run through any news this week. We're just going to dive straight into our main topic of the week, which is San Diego Comic-Con. Marvel announced a bunch of stuff, so let me just run through that right quick. So they've announced that Phase 4 through 6 is officially the multiverse saga, which I think most fans knew. And and they announced that Phase 4 is going to be ending this year with Wakanda Forever. So the official Phase 5 slate, in order, as things currently stand, is Ant-Man 3, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxies 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Blade, Ironheart. Now, all of those are scheduled to come out next year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is eight projects. <laughs> There's three more that sure, are go dated ahead. for 2024. Agatha, Coven of Chaos now. Daredevil, Born Again, Captain America, New World Order, and The Thunderbolts. It's interesting because uh, they... <laughs> They had announced, I'm pretty sure, like, Fantastic Four was going to be the last movie in Phase 4. Uh-huh. And now it's the starting point of Phase 6. So they have shifted things around, not just delaying movies, but the end cap of Phase 4 was much later. I mean, there were other movies, like these Phase 5 movies were going to be Phase 4. So I don't I don't know what the qualifier is anymore, because it used to be, you know, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, something like that would be the turning point of a phase. But now... Well, so Feige has come out and and addressed that exactly. And he said, now they're going to use Avengers films as saga cappers and not phase cappers. That may be the way to go. I think going forward, uh, I I think that's a more interesting move, not only because these uh, general sagas seem to be getting a little shorter, but uh, you're not oversaturated with big event movies I, I think you know it makes the wait for between endgame and the king dynasty and secret wars much more interesting i think and so as you touch <laughs> on fantastic four is now set to kick off phase six which also includes avengers the kang dynasty in the spring of 2025 and avengers secret wars in the fall of that same year as you and many of people have pointed out on twitter given their cgi um the growing shitstorm that is that uh, <laughs> around their CGI, both in terms of how fans respond to it and the like Apple, Nike workers in China right. type, are you abusing these people? Yeah, type yeah, vibe yeah. too. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but to your fantastic four point, I've seen a rumor out there from nowhere legit, but I've seen it that the X-Men contracts with Fox have carried I've over until twenty. 20- 25 and that they can't announce or cast or start filming anything until that point now i don't know if that's true or not right maybe marvel didn't really realize that and they want fantastic four to take place closer to x-men and secret wars and all that so that would explain why it's been bumped back i also saw somebody suggest that perhaps john watts left fantastic four 
to take on Secret Wars. I saw it too. That seems like that seems like a big tall order because it, the reason that came out was he was tired of working on a Marvel movie and he wanted a break. He said he'd probably come back to something eventually, but the idea was you know it's too much to do one after another after another after another. So to drop out a Fantastic Four and be like, I'm gonna do the biggest movie of all time after doing arguably one of the biggest movies of all time was with no way home um i'd be interested in it i i don't know if he's the guy for the job just because i don't think he's you know no way home was big but i don't know if it's quite the scale of a secret wars and then friend of the show and former host of the show brandon katz suggested that since destin daniel Cretton has been tapped to direct kang dynasty he would love to see kugler get secret wars and that i think is a great idea i've Uh, seen that as well that's another thing where i'm like this guy went through the fucking ringer on this movie like this was a hard project for a lot of reasons and again it seems like just like these guys they probably need breaks (laughs) i I cannot imagine because um i i would imagine like one of these movies at least king dynasty probably starts shooting at the end of next year you know, or, or very yeah. early 2024. I mean, yeah. either way next year, he's going to be deep into it. So yeah. it just seems like a lot to just move into. Um, but there, there's a lot of interesting ideas here and, and I'm sure we'll go into it, but it's, uh, do you think one of these could get delayed? I think, I think they're going to space them out. I, I think they're going to. Yeah. I think that they just announced it to give the fans something to chew on. Sure. And with like the growing complaints of like, where's this phase going? Where's this phase going? Right. Everybody's yes. Like, okay. Well, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about Coogler and Black Panther Wakanda forever. film of 2022 the final film of phase four now i had said on this show and i think that this is a result of now i've seen fruitvale station but i've not seen the creed film so maybe that is why i underestimated coogler to the extent that i have but i was worried about this movie because of the production problems because of the obvious hole left by the death of bozeman by the fact that MCU sequels haven't largely lived up to their predecessors as of yet and considering black Panther is widely considered not only one of the best MCU films of all time, but one of the best superhero films of all time. It just seemed like an impossible task. Mm-hmm. And then this trailer came through and it made me feel more than any Marvel project has made me feel probably since Endgame. You know, this was, this was like a, this was like a, like a sonnet, like a poem. You know what I mean? It was that beautiful that I think one line is spoken in the entire trailer and it's Queen Ramonda. Being like, my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? And everything else besides that is just musical score and shots. And the fact that they he was able to relay what the plot is vaguely going to be, and I think this is a genius way to sort of cope with the death of Bozeman, is that to make it less about the Black Panther figurehead and more about the Wakanda nation, right? So it's coming. So whereas Black Panther 1 was very much Black Panther versus Killmonger, this is now Wakanda versus the underwater yeah. nation of Talokan. It's not going to be Atlantis. It's been renamed yeah. Talokan, I think, to sort of reflect the more Aztec inspiration that they seem to be taking with the character and then the, the casting of, uh, I believe it's Tena Huerta, 
who mm-hmm. has been starring in Narcos and is a great actor. And I can't wait. And he portrays more, even though I think Namor is a bit of an anti-hero, he portrayed more menace with non-speaking lines than most villains I've seen in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So I just think that this, after a year of Marvel feeling very lowest common denominator, wherein it just felt like they were churning things out to pay the bills and and move on to the next movie, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been burnt by putting hope in MCU projects to right the ship this year a few times. But after this trailer, which I think is the MCU's fifth most viewed teaser of all time, I think that this has a chance to genuinely supersede the sequel because Black, because what this movie has is emotion built in before you walk in the door. Most movies, the number one thing that they're trying to get you to do is feel something. Yeah, and to get you that point takes a master combination of writing and editing and, and camera work and direction and acting just to make you maybe well up a little bit. Yeah. You're going to be feeling that as the second the cameras start rolling in this movie. So I think that outside of an Avengers scope film, this has the potential to be one of the most important Marvel movies ever made in terms of course correction of where they're going, honoring the legacy of Chadwick Boseman and what he built, but also just straight up making a good movie. And culturally, right? The first one was a big cultural thing, I think. Um, I, I... This is a semi-risky question, and I preface it by saying this movie looks amazing. But do you think there's something loaded about this movie that, um, regardless of quality, people will come away from it feeling maybe stronger than whatever? I talk about this all the time, right? It's known as confirmation bias. You feel how you want to feel. Of course, people are going to go into this wanting to love it. But I can promise you. It's a pile of shit. People are going to know. You know what yeah. I mean? It, yeah. it's, sentimentality could only mask over for so much lack of quality. Sure. So I think the rubber meets the road at a certain point where it's like, oh, yeah, it was emotional, but it was not that good. I think that while, yes, I'm sure that there will be a large, and this, by the way, is fine. If people want to show up for no, absolutely. the culture or want to show up for Chadwick Boseman or Coogler or, or whatever reason they have for showing up, that's fine. But I don't think that enough will paper over whether this film is bad. And I think that this trailer alone has given us reasonable expectation of the case that that won't be. Now, I would love to see the second trailer because that will have more dialogue and plot, right? And then we'll, whereas this, as I said at the top, felt like a fucking song. It felt like a poem. It felt like a eulogy almost. So that is a very tonal piece. They were obviously going for emotion and tone and less so story, character, and plot. All three of those things are way da- are what weigh films down and what take away yeah. <laughs> from natural emotion. So yeah. if they wrote up a clunker of a screenplay, that'll be a problem when the time comes. Absolutely. From what we've seen so far, tonally, I think the number one question people asked going into this film was, how do you cope with the death of Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. How Very do you do it? How on earth do you construct a movie around that? And they've done that. I think the first scene where you see them in all white, mm-hmm. that's going to be the funeral. Yeah, 100%. So they're going to address it head on. I'm fascinated to see the in-universe explanation of how he died. That is probably the biggest question I have left. But other than that, I I am subscribed to the Church of Kugler. I am never doubting this man again. I've watched this trailer 20 to 30 times. (laughs) He's never let me down. He's he's someone, you go back to Fruitvale Station, I mean, he's a fucking 
wrecking ball as a director. Like he just, he's amazing. And he knows how to uh, tell a story, use the camera. And this is him at the peak of his craft. And I, I, I think from everything I can pull from this trailer, it seems like Marvel, a notoriously hands-on studio, might have just stepped back and said, this is very personal. And I think it's only right that we let the guy who's probably as close as you can possibly get to everything just go in. Because if you're in there micromanaging, you're going to make well, a I agree with that. But let me ask you this. Whose idea do you think it was to include Namor and, and uh, Ironheart then? It's a great question. Um, Ironheart, I can see Namor I can see being his. Yeah, because I, I imagine that was something that was decided on years ago. You know, because this, I mean, Black Panther 2 was announced in while the, he was still alive yeah and about to film if you remember like they, they were training to oh. get ready to go oh, and, no, like, they were oh, wow. weeks maybe even but i think it was at least just a couple months away from cameras rolling so um there was a story locked in place and then i imagine they went back and changed a lot uh of course so I think Namor was probably a lock. I don't know about Ironheart. That's a tough one to say. Because that and feels a bit the Wakanda versus Talokan storyline fits perfectly. It, yeah. it just, uh, on in conception, it makes sense. Yeah. That feels natural. The Ironheart thing kind of feels like that appendage MCU. that was yeah. like stuck <laughs> on there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's rumors that Doctor Doom appears in some capacity, uh, which I think I, I, is a post-credits scene thing, if anything. All right, if it's post-credits, I could live with. But yeah. and, and and I am probably one of the internet's foremost. Give me Doctor Doom, and not even right. give me him in a movie. Give me him in his own project. Yeah, I don't need his gravity weighing down this film. Yeah, or, that's or, or taking away lot. from from everything else that I want to be focused on. I mean, dude, the shot of. M'Baku leaping at Namor? Give me fucking two hours straight of that. <laughs> I think there's something about this movie that reminds me a little bit of 300 in a way. I don't know what it's, it is. Because it's war and cultures. That I guess that's probably it. And there's, it's not quite as heavy on the visual language of that movie. Like that is a almost very graphic novel since it is a graphic novel. Uh, but it, it it's very uh, rich in its colors and the way it's using the camera. I, I think Cougar has just an amazing fucking eye. And I hope that God, cause someone showed a back-to-back uh, -back, like comparison of a trailer for the first Black Panther and then a final shot from the movie. And they were like identical shots, but the color had been sucked out of it and very, became very saturated. They changed the background a bit and it looked worse. Uh, Marvelized. Yeah, it, it was like, uh, why'd you do that? And I'm hoping to fucking Christ, they just leave this movie as it is. And I I think they probably will, because like I said, very personal, but also the response to this has been, holy shit. And I hope if this movie does well in the way that maybe Eternals didn't, that they will lean into, okay, maybe we need to trust our guys and right. let them have a little more reign on at least the visual language, right? Because I think you can get away with maybe tinkering with story, but if you can make a beautiful movie, that's going to alleviate one of the biggest criticisms of the MCU is like, th these movies are like fucking mush. At I this mean, point. yeah, go back and look at Guardians. They've done it before. Yeah. It's not like, it, it's not like they're incapable of doing it. It's, you know it's, I mean? it's like, very it's, much in the DNA. I mean, I was watching a clip of, uh, 
Avengers 1 the other day. Uh-huh. And I know that movie got some shtick about, you know, it kind of looks like a TV movie or whatever. But, like, that movie has some fucking great special effects. I was... I don't, I, I didn't love that movie when it first came out as much as other people, but I sat there and was like, I might actually watch this all, all the way to the end just because I was like, this is so yeah. just captivating. And then I think one final point that I want to make about it is obviously this, as I touched on, this is going to be about the Wakanda nation, not so much the Black Panther mantle, but the Black Panther suit in and of itself makes whatever character wearing it a central figure. Right. This trailer did not remotely position Shuri in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated to see what role the suit itself plays. Like, I would imagine it doesn't pop up until the third act. You you think there won't be a Black Panther in a visual capacity until the end of the movie? Yeah. I think that, that would be... I don't know if they will do because that. I don't but think I, that this I is a like Shuri that. story. I don't think no. that this is a Shuri movie. It's a and Wakanda that, story. And, and, and for the Black Panther to exist in the first acts, you'd have to focus on Shuri. And I don't imagine the movie doing that. Yeah. I, uh, <sighs> poor Marvel with her. Uh, I know. Top. That, that's, uh, how do you position that? And that might be part of the reason why. I don't know why they couldn't have gone Marvel. with like, uh, Lupita Nyong'o plays like her, like an ex-lover type character, right? She's like a bodyguard for Black Panther, and I, I think there may be some slight romantic history there. If not, it might just be like brother. Sister I guess she's not stuff. part of the royal lineage, but like she's yeah. an Academy Award winner. She was right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. People fucking love her. So like, you know, of course. Now, to be fair to um, Shuri actress, right. huh? Let's teach her right. Yes. Reports seem to indicate that she got vaxxed. So, you yeah. know, I'm not going to. to at this point. Right. But, uh, but, I'm not, but she did it, so I'm not going to continue sure. to hold it against her. Right. At this point. Now, she had millions of reasons to do so, but, you know, <laughs> she did it. But to that sense, vaccine controversy aside, is the character or the actress beforehand worthy of passing the franchise on to? I don't know. I don't think so. Would Lapita Nyong'o? Absolutely. Yeah. So that is kind of my problem with it, but I understand that the Black Panther is kind of like a royal lineage type thing as far as I understand. Yeah. So I, I, but that's I'm, that's my point, right? I'm curious to see how exactly she get her hand <coughs> upon the suit and at what point that happens. I think a lot of writers work best or, you know, at their, at their, when they're stressed, when they are back into a corner, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've heard the story of Breaking Bad, how they set up the last season by showing Walter White with an LMG, and then they had no idea what the fuck they were going to do with it. There's right. like, I remember hearing like, at one point, like, what if we just like, don't ever bring it up ever again? And we just act <laughs> like it didn't happen. And then they're like, we can't do that. And yeah. they worked it out and figured out an awesome way to utilize it. And I think a lot of writers work under stress and, and they, work they backwards. Yeah, so so you you have an interesting situation, and I think when you have someone that's as committed to this project as Ryan Coogler, because he could have been like, you know what, I don't want to do this without Chadwick, and I think everyone would have understood that, and um, I think the fact that he's remaining a part of this and trying to fulfill the void and stuff, I, I think is, is awesome, and I'm excited to see what he does. I think it's the most interesting MCU movie we've had in years, if not ever yeah agreed i think that's a good place to cap it
Uh, let's move on to the two announced Avengers projects. Avengers the Kang Dynasty, as I said, spring 2025, and Avengers Secret Wars that following fall. Cade, kick us off. What do you got for me? This is one of the most insane things ever. I think we were all expecting an Avengers announcement in some capacity, but two is fucking insane. And not just two, two is six months apart. And Again, I, I think there's a chance at least Secret Wars maybe moves to the next summer. You know, I think it gets, you know, a six-month bump or whatever. But um, this is such an interesting idea. They have the director for the Kang Dynasty, which leads me to believe they will have a different director uh, for Secret Wars and possibly also means Shocking. that it'll be... Uh-oh. Well, no, well, I was going to say, and Shang-Chi 2 gets passed on as well. Right. We, we don't know what's going on with that. They didn't announce it, um, but we imagine there's more. I think they've they've said in some capacity, yeah, there'll be another one. But um, with Secret Wars, I imagine they'll have a different team of Avengers or something. Like, it'll be a split group, and then maybe the Kang Dynasty team comes in at the end or whatever. I imagine that with the Kang Dynasty stuff, maybe – they're trapped in the quantum realm and stuff. Like, there's something going on that well, this is... now makes Ant Man three fucking huge, huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. probably the most important movie of this saga, right? <laughs> I mean, in a way that maybe we thought uh, Multiverse of Madness might, but right. I think there's much more emphasis on on Ant Man three, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I heard that a clip from Ant Man three showed Scott Lang saying to Kang, "I'm an Avenger," and then yeah. Kang saying back, "I'm a conqueror." Which is Ooh, boy. bars. And Jonathan Majors, <laughs> I spoke to him mm-hmm. for uh, Harder They Fall. And Kevin Feige has expressed, I'm going to paraphrase here, like there's nobody's shoulders that we'd rather put this face on than him. The gravity of this guy is out of this world. Yeah, he's such a good pick. It's someone I like when I heard the casting, I was like, interesting. I don't I don't know how to feel about that. Postcred we'll pod exclusive. Okay. <laughs> I uh I, I think... or no, sorry, we reported that Kang would be in Loki. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Brandon Hurt. Well, we we didn't have it good enough to like officially report, but we reported it as like a rumor. And... Nice. Yeah. Oh, sick. <laughs> um well when he showed up, it was like, yeah, this is the guy. And if you're if I want to see him fleshed out into being not Thanos, but of that uh threatening nature where you're just like this guy has the potential to kill everyone and i'm scared (laughs) is like is the secret wars going to be a direct result of what kang does or are these two different storylines that are going to be unfolding within the mcu simultaneously and parallelly it is the most interesting thing probably i i said this about wakanda forever but like for avengers at least like that they could possibly do of just having these two very massive comic book storylines that are both tangled in universes and the multiverse and like i'm thinking it may like a dynasty may have a infinity war type ending where kang wins and that is what unleashes multiversal hell and then therefore the secret war it's interesting because i'm like if they do that does it become predictable because then we know oh we go into king dynasty like okay this is part one of a two-part story they die or they lose or whatever then they come back and then they win again does that get old does that remove the 
um effect that Endgame and Infinity War had on us? Like, what does that mean? Well, by that point, it will only be it, it will already be seven years since yeah. Infinity War. So, I mean, I'm not sure that those films will really hold the same weight at at that point. Sure, but it's just like from a storytelling perspective, do you want to repeat structure wise the story? Right, that right. Is that so beat, that beat, yeah. yeah. Because um, um, I'm, but but do you agree that you think that they're going to be the same story? Do you think that they're going to be two separate things going on? It's like it's, like do you think the Kang Dynasty saga is unfolding entirely in the quantum realm? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. only like as you said, a select group of heroes are sucked into that conflict. It's it's so hard to tell because like when they haven't talked about like the Marvels, right? We don't know what that movie really is, like. Uh, we have no idea how that fits into the story and we don't know how uh, like Captain America four fits in. Like there are all these like weird loose pieces that are just like, I don't know the big picture here. Whereas if you looked maybe back at some of the other phase announcements, you can kind of see the, the breadcrumbs and where that would lead the guardians having Thanos and stuff. Right. But it's like here, it's like, I don't know what the, the the timeline looks like we don't even know that, that's why i think i think it's not clear that phase four was just like a like a intermission it's because yeah it's the kind fact of like that a it's ending the fact that phase four is ending with black panther which is going to be not multiversal at all absolutely yeah and and the fact that it launched with black widow which was also not multiversal at all right and then phase five is Ant-Man 3, boom, Quantumedia, Kang, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and let me... You like space? Right, right. <laughs> and now let me check what follows up Ant-Man real quick. Give me a sec. It's the Marvels, this. I'm pretty sure. No, it's Secret Invasion and then oh, Guardians okay. 3. So oh, they're okay. fucking huge storylines are being thrown at us. But I remember, too, some things are weird because I'm pretty sure the Marvels and Ant-Man flipped. They were supposed to... Yes. That was yes. recent. And which is also interesting because Loki comes out around the same time as the Marvels. And I was thinking it would be interesting if Ant-Man aligned with Loki because of all the multiversal shit. There's some weird stuff going on. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're right. I totally agree. I mean, the fact that, yeah, the fact that Loki is coming out basically within the same half of a year as Ant-Man 3 means that those two will be directly connected. Yeah, there's there are so many questions that I think maybe D23 will begin to shine a light because now we have all of the announcements out of the way. It's time to start talking details about what to expect from some of these movies. Um, because even like, I don't feel like we know much about the plot of Ant-Man outside of uh, Scott Lang, he's got a bit of an ego now and like the quantum realm is involved and Kang is there. But like, what is his mission how does Kang fit fit in as the actual villain? You know, it's it's all uh, very muddled at the moment. But I, I'm I'm sure there's a plan here. I just it's hard to see the grand vision. And uh, going back to Black Panther real quick, if they want to use because Doctor Doom is the villain of of Secret Wars in the comics, right? So he's a big player yep. in that story. Um, it would make sense to get Dr. Doom into the MCU as quickly as possible. So you can start planting the seeds for that. Perhaps that's why he's going to show up this fall. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, you know, otherwise the only other logical place for him to go is 
Fantastic Four, which comes out less than a year before Kang Dynasty, especially, and then Secret Wars. So you need to get him in there and start putting the building blocks in, like maybe a Thanos where he's just kind of in the background, right? Where you're like, he's coming. We don't know what his plan is, but Doctor Doom's up to some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good place to put a pin in it. And I think the last major thing that we should talk about out of San Diego Comic-Con is the announced Daredevil Born Again series, 18 parts, strange number. My main takeaway is that what that makes me worry that that'll be the end of him in the MCU, that he'll be popping up in She-Hulk and these random shows, have his show, and then be gone. They said season one is 18 episodes. That is Kevin Feige's exact word, season one. So sounds like there'll be more. Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. 18 episodes is like old school, like cable. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, like when you like have the 24 would episodes. run that long. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Um, oh, that's so interesting. How do you feel about that? 18... Just give him a movie is my, is, is my thought. <laughs> that, that's, just give him a fucking movie, man. <laughs> 18 is a lot, I think. Like, that's, um, I hope they have a plan and aren't just doing like, well, we, we heard you, you want a lot. We're going to give you a lot. You fuckers. Yeah. Uh, Because the other seasons were about 12 or 13 and they felt a little long. I think there were some episodes that kind of dragged things out a little bit. So I hope they have a plan in place and and, or something. I wouldn't be surprised if they do the AMC thing where it's like the mid season finale. And then they come back like six months later or whatever and, and finish up. But um yeah i don't i don't know uh i'm excited to have charlie cox back so that's yeah i mean he's just the character in general is so fucking cool yeah and and i'm i'm i don't know but uh it probably won't happen but i like the idea that sony still has one more they have to give spider-man to to marvel for one more thing at least until they probably renew that for secret wars and shit but I wonder if they'll team them up because they're very famously linked together in the comics and the animated series and stuff. And so I would Feige like name check those two specifically as like leading the MCU street. That's right. Level story. Yeah. So I think that'd be really nice. Set, well, they've you know, met. They know each other. They've clearly yeah, already started right. to lay those foundations. So, well, they don't technically know each other because of the whoosh, the, the mind wipe. What the the, what? the um, mind wipe. <laughs> well, but did Daredevil know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Oh, right. That's why he was his lawyer. Right there, yeah. right. Oh, what the fuck? And then one last thing on him trailer. It shows him wearing a black suit. And then the first look at the cartoon Spider-Man freshman year, which they'll be teaming up in that. He's wearing yeah. a black suit as well. So looking forward to seeing that. All right. Our final yeah. topic of the day is three MCU projects that we would like to see announced now that they've unveiled the rest of phase four through six. Uh, Kate, I will let you start first, pal. Just real uh, quick character, show or film. And then if you want the actor or actress in the role. I just, this is a probably the next saga would be Galactus. I think that's just the next logical step. And then have that maybe be the capper to the MCU as we know it. And then be like, all right, we're rebooting in a Iron Man one. Yeah. Iron Man one. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. comes wheeled <laughs> out and is, is taking the mantle. But uh, no, I, I, I'd really like to see Galactus and the Silver Surfer. And this, I think that's the only place you can go. <laughs> like, I think when you, 
yeah, like do do Secret Wars and shit. Like that's such a big event that you need to go to the biggest guy there is and just start devouring planets with the Silver Surfer. And um, I don't know who I would want to play a character like that, but Nick uh, Offerman. <laughs> it's just in there building this wooden birdhouse or where the fuck so he does. Funny. Uh, so that's that's probably my number one pick right now. So I've said this before. I would like to see a Doctor Doom. I'd like to see it a ten part series, and I'd like to see it with Ryan Gosling as the star, as Doctor Doom. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, this isn't something that can happen anymore. But I I had imagined a movie post Far From Home, where like Spider Man Three would have been uh, his identity's revealed. He's in New York. Black Panther is in New York for some ambassador thing. And there's like a John Wick style hunt for these like heroes that are like animals and you get like Rhino and Vulture and Scorpion and all these animal characters and have Craven be the villain. And you have Spider-Man and Black Panther teaming up on the run. Uh, That'd be fucking sick. Dude. That I was like, I, I pitched it on Twitter like years ago and I'm like, this sounds like the fucking most coolest movie to do with a, Peter Parker is Spider-Man kind of plotline. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I am so mine are all like villain projects because I feel like that is one of the few remaining routes that the MCU can go down to genuinely reinvent itself a bit. They've yet to right. give us a true villain story. So I want a Magneto movie, and I want them to bring back <laughs> our boy Fassbender because he's just the fucking best. I think he's fit for that role in a way that few other younger actors are. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure at one point they planned a you know how they were doing like x-men origins wolverine i think that was meant to be like a ongoing series yep, but that yep. first one bombed so hard they canceled all of it i think magneto was supposed to be the second one like that type of story yeah exactly. yeah so that'd be really interesting um the only other character like we're getting all of the big boys kind of in the mcu now uh you know they're, they're starting to go a little deeper now but that's big character i really want to get a, a new movie is Ghost Rider. I, I really actually like the Nicolas Cage one, the first one. Uh-huh. I think that that movie's pretty sick. Like they literally have uh fucking Sam Elliott on a cow uh, a horse, the cowboy hat on fire. And I'm just like, this movie rocks. Oh, is I he want... is, is he the villain in that? He's not the villain, he's like the like older, like mentor ghost rider oh, kind gosh, of thing. Okay, sick, sick. Yeah. And uh Fucking the guy from American Beauty that films the plastic bag. He's the villain. Mendes? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Wes Bentley. He's That's in, it, uh, yeah. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the villain. And he's like a vampire or whatever. But I really want to see a new Ghost Rider movie. I, I, Ryan Gosling said he wanted to play Ghost Rider. I don't know if I can imagine that. But if I wouldn't, I wouldn't put up against it. Yeah, either. I think he'd be much cooler as Doom. I agree. Uh, my final project is a Silver Surfer movie. Hell yeah. Related to you with Keanu Reeves. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that sounds I mean, like he's, he's been a fan cast role in that for a long, long time. And I've been reading a book on John Wick and I just, I'm loving Reeves more and more. So let's get him there. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's getting a little older, but he doesn't have to be there. It can just be his voice and like the look of him. I mean, he's yeah. a CG character for the most part. So yeah. it's very possible. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for this week's show. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PostCredPod. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow me at Eric Italiano. Follow Cade at Cade underscore Onder. I hope you're enjoying your summer. I actually just got the screeners for Andor, which isn't dropping for uh, another month. They sent me four of them. Holy shit. 
which is insane because Star Wars usually sends out zero screeners. I've heard that, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I they got confidence in this one. It sounds like, yeah, fuck yeah. So I can't really share. I've not watched them yet, to be clear, but I can't share my thoughts on them for a month. But I will definitely be checking those out this week. Cade, it's good seeing you, pal. Good see you. All right, y'all. We will talk to you next week. Peace. I'm gonna make them an offer, Captain. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. 